What I'm talking about is the people who just really do not get it. You can tell them that you are moving abroad or that you want to move abroad. Just be prepared for that potentially to be a difficult conversation. But don't confide in them about your fears and concerns and worries about moving abroad. Why would you ask for advice from somebody who has never done the thing that you want to do, has no desire to do the thing that you want to do, and doesn't get why you would ever want to do that and probably isn't going to be supportive of it? Why would you ask them for advice or confide your fears or concerns or worries in them? Welcome to the Move Abroad Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle, and this podcast is for you if you're ready to finally move abroad. So if you've been talking about moving abroad for years and still haven't made the move, I'm here to walk you through the entire process with concrete step-by-step info, deep dives into the fears keeping most of us stuck at home, and a healthy dose of motivation to make sure you turn your dream of moving abroad into a reality. So what are you waiting for? Let's get the adventure started. Welcome everyone to the Move Abroad Coach Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about self-sabotage, especially when it comes to moving abroad. So as humans, we just love to self-sabotage and get in the way of our own dreams. Like we honestly can't help ourselves. So today I'm going to break down some of the biggest ways that I see people do this time and time again without even really realizing that they're doing it. And then I'm going to talk to you about what to do about it. So once we realize that we are self-sabotaging, what do we actually do? So the five biggest ways that I see people self-sabotage are number one, looking for jobs at home while they are also looking for jobs abroad. Number two, waiting for the perfect time to move. Number three, confiding in people who don't get it. Number four, getting so hung up on a particular roadblock or challenge that you give up without doing any research or getting help. And number five, isolating yourself from other people who are going through this. So let's break them all down. And I want you to be thinking as I'm talking about this, which one or ones are you most likely to struggle with? Or do you constantly find yourself struggling with? Then let me know. Let me know on Instagram, like which ones come up for you. So (laughs) the first one, this I see so much looking for jobs at home while also looking for jobs abroad. So what happens is uh, as you are looking for jobs that will allow you to move abroad, you put in all this work and all this effort, right? You fix up your resume. You um, start actually utilizing LinkedIn if you haven't been already. You do all the tips that Marta taught us in uh, the episode around finding jobs abroad, right? Landing, you know, I've I've applied to 50 jobs and I haven't landed any of them. You listen to that episode and then you, you implement all of the tips, right? And if you want to listen to that episode, I will link it in the show notes. But you go through all of this effort to fix up your resume, fix up your LinkedIn, all this stuff. And then you start searching for jobs. And all of a sudden, you start finding jobs that look great, look fantastic. But they require you to go into the office three days a week. But there is no way in hell that job will ever allow you to move abroad but it looks so good and the salary's so great and the benefits are so nice. Maybe I should just apply for it and work there for two years and build up a nest egg 
and then move abroad. No, stop. Stop it right now. Stop, stop, stop. No, bad. (laughs) No, do not do that. Because here's the thing. If the goal really was to just get a better job, why haven't you done it already? If all you wanted was a better job and more money and you didn't care that much about moving abroad and you could push it off another couple years, why did you do all of this work now? Why haven't you done it in the past? If you've been in some soul-sucking job for like the last three years and you just want a different job and you just want more money, why were you not applying for jobs a year or two ago? Like, why now? No, the reason why you put in all that time and effort into your resume, into your LinkedIn was because you wanted to move abroad, not just because you wanted a new job. You wanted a new job that would allow you to move abroad. So if we think back a couple episodes ago to the one about um, leaving our comfort zone, right? Like this is this is a self-sabotage behavior to stay in our comfort zone. It's, oh, you know, I know how the job process works in the U.S. and I could just have this and I could have more money and then, then I'll move abroad. This is self-sabotage. This is putting your dreams off unnecessarily by getting attached to these jobs. And I know how easy it is like, to look at these jobs and go, ooh, that looks good. No, the reason why you were even looking in the first place is because you wanted to move, right? And so this happens a lot. And also what happens is um, the universe loves to test us whenever we decide that we're going to do something big. So I've had a lot of people who have wanted to move abroad and have fixed up their resume, fixed up their LinkedIn, and then all of a sudden recruiters start reaching out to them. Uh, asking them if they want jobs that are, you know, will never allow them to move abroad. And this isn't, you know, a coincidence. Of course, the recruiters are reaching out to you because you have optimized your LinkedIn, as Marta explained in that career coaching episode, right? So um, recruiters are now reaching out to you, offering you these wonderful jobs on a silver platter. And of course, they're doing it now the second that you've decided that you want to move abroad. And it can be really tempting to take one of those jobs. I had somebody in the last round of my Freedom Life Accelerator program who turned down a job that was going to pay her over $200,000 a year. And that was a really tough decision, but she ended up turning it down because she said, I was tempted to take this job, but it would involve me relocating to another city in the US and then staying there for at least a year or two and then moving. And I realized like, that's not what I want. I want to move abroad and me taking it would just be because it's in my comfort zone. It would be because of the money, but that's not my priority. That's not my goal is to just have a bunch of money. Like I want to move abroad. There will be other jobs. There will be other opportunities for money, right? So if this is, this is you, like this is one of the biggest self-sabotage behaviors that I see. And I see it time and time again, where I, I love this when it happens. Like people in my coaching programs will say, and they'll even tag me and they'll say, oh, Rochelle, like I almost applied for a job that wouldn't allow me to move. Or I, I, I had a recruiter reach out to me and I said no. And I almost said yes, but I remembered when you taught me about this number one self-sabotage behavior. And I, you know, I said no. And, and I would have said yes if it wasn't for you. So I, this is why it's my number one. Like, please keep this in mind. If a recruiter reaches out to you or if you start to see a job that looks so great, say no, 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 because you're only doing all of this work right now because you want to move abroad. So do not take your eye off the prize. Don't get distracted by these shiny jobs that will not allow you to move abroad. Now, number two is waiting for the perfect time to move abroad. And here's the thing. There's never going to be a perfect time. 
I hear it time and time again. Oh, I'm so busy right now, I'll wait till later. Or I'm going to wait in a couple years until I retire. Or, I'm going to wait until things settle down. There is never going to be a perfect time where all the stars align and you're just not busy and you've got nothing going on for you to move. It just, it doesn't exist. Now, there are some times that could be slightly better than others. Like, for example, if you have kids and you decide to finish out the school year and move in the summer, that makes sense. Or if your lease is up in six months and you're like, okay, I'm going to move as soon as my lease is up. That makes sense, right? I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about delaying indefinitely for this perfect time that's like years in the future or you don't even have a timeline. There is no such thing as a perfect time to move. There is never, the stars are never gonna align and everything's gonna be perfect and now I get to move. There's always gonna be something holding you back. If you want a reason not to move, you will always be able to come up with one. And I see it happen time and time again where people say, oh, well, I don't know if I should move now because, you know, I've got like my brother's wedding in March. And I'm like, but it's it's September, (laughs) you know, like you could move now and then fly back for the wedding and then go back to Europe, right? Like we don't need to, we will always find some sort of reason, some sort of, oh, so-and-so's getting married. So-and-so's having a baby. Oh, Christmas is coming. Oh, but I've got a work project, so I should probably say through that. Oh, but uh, I'm not ready yet, so I'm just gonna sign my lease for another year. There's always going to be a reason. So you, what you need to do is you need to put a date on the calendar that makes sense and stick to it. Because if you don't have a date on the calendar, at least a rough date on the calendar, It's never going to happen. We're always going to have a reason to push it back and we will continue to find reasons to push it back. So I challenge you, if this is you, I challenge you to pick a date and put it on your calendar and make it non-negotiable. And sure, you know, it can be slightly flexible if you look at, you know, flight costs and stuff like that. But like, just say, okay, I am going to be moving by the end of April, you know, in 2024. That's when I'm moving and put a date on the calendar. You can put my birthday, April 23rd. You can put whatever you want. Put a date on the calendar and be like, okay, I'm going to be gone by this date, right? And like worst case scenario, you have to push it back a month because your visa wasn't approved yet or whatever. That's fine. But we've got to put a date on the calendar. Otherwise, we have nothing that we're working towards and we'll always push it back. Now, number three is confiding in people who would, who have no desire to move abroad and would never move abroad, and they don't get it and aren't supportive, okay? Now, there are some people who have no desire to ever move abroad who are amazing cheerleaders, who are super supportive, who will build you up, who will say, you know what, not something I ever wanna do, but this sounds awesome and I support you 100%. Those people are great. But what I'm talking about is the people who just really do not get it, You can tell them that you are moving abroad or that you want to move abroad. Just be prepared for that potentially to be a difficult conversation. But don't confide in them about your fears and concerns and worries about moving abroad. Why would you ask for advice from somebody who has never done the thing that you want to do, has no desire to do the thing that you want to do, and doesn't get why you would ever want to do that and probably isn't going to be supportive of it? Why would you ask them for advice or confide your fears or concerns or worries in them? 
It makes no sense. It's self-sabotage because all they're going to do is put more fears and more worries in your brain. All they're going to do is tell you not to do it. It's the same thing with, you know, I run my own business and I work for myself. So I, you know, if I'm starting a business, right, I don't want to get, I don't want to confide my fears in, in people around leaving a stable job to start my own business who have all, all they've ever done is work for one company, right? <laughs> like they, they really prioritize stability and security and they want their 401k and they have never, ever, ever had any desire to work for themselves. I could tell them I want to start my own business. I could, you know, let them know what I'm doing, what my goals and dreams are, but I'm never going to confide my fears around starting my own business to them. Why would I do that? Because you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, well, don't do that then. That, that seems irresponsible. Do you have enough, uh, enough of a nest egg built up? What if you can't get clients? What do you do then? And what about retirement and, and insurance and your 401k? Like, have you thought about any of this? You know, I'm not going to get good advice, right? So what I should do if I want to get good advice is to confide in people who already run their own successful businesses or get a business coach, right? Like that's what I should do. And that's, you know, that's what I did, right? And so it's the same thing with moving abroad. Only ask for, this is a policy that I have. I only ask for advice from people who are doing the thing that I want to do or who have done the thing that I want to do. It's like you only ask for advice from people who are in the ring, who understand that's the only way that you're going to get good advice. You're not going to get good advice if you ask advice from somebody who or you confide your fears in, in somebody who has zero desire to do that thing that you want to do and has no experience with it, right? Like, why, why would you confide your fears around moving abroad in that person when, you know, you could talk to somebody who has lived abroad for years or who, you know, has started that successful business or who has traveled the world solo. Ask that person, not the person who has zero desire to do it because you're just not going to get good advice. And this is why coaches exist, right? Like I said, I I have I have invested quite a bit of money in business coaches, you know, for me. And, you know, so if you if you need to move abroad coach, I'm just, you know, that is a thing that, that that is a service we provide. But, you know, whether if, if whether it's with us or, um, you know, confiding in, in friends that, you know, who've done this, if you do know people or you do have a community like you're going to get much better advice if you ask for advice from people who've done the thing that you want to do now. Number four, this one I see happen time and time again, we get so hung up on a particular roadblock or challenge that you just give up without doing any extra research or getting extra help. And I see this happen so often where, you know, even in my like group coaching programs and things, I, I see people kind of disappear. Um, and, and I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, why are you isolating? Like, where have you, where have you gone? You know, this kind of ties into number five, but you know, we, we, I see people get so hung up on a challenge of, well, I've applied to 50 jobs and I haven't landed any of them. Hence why we had that episode a couple, (laughs) couple episodes back. Right. And I've applied to 50 jobs and I haven't landed any of them. So I just need to take a break. Like I'm exhausted. And I'm like, well, have you asked for help? Have you shown uh, the team your resume and talk through your LinkedIn strategy with us? Have you reached out to a career coach? Like, what have you done? You know, or I've, I've heard people say to me, well, I decided that I can't move abroad because of my health insurance or, you know, oh, well, I can't move my pets abroad. So, 
you know, I can't move. And I'm like, there are workarounds, right? <laughs> like we we could take the Queen Mary ship, as I say in the pet, pets episode, or, you know, with healthcare, like you could get health insurance abroad. Like why are we giving up before we do any research, before we ask for help, right? If you are encountering a challenge, this is particularly when you need to ask for help, when you need to do extra research, you know, when we need to potentially pivot and try something new. Like, oh, I can't can't get the visa for the country that I wanted, so I guess it's all over now. I'm like, what? there are workarounds here. Like, let, let us help you, right? Like, there are things that we could do to make this happen for you. So why are we just giving up before you've, you've worked through any workarounds, you know, pivoted, asked for extra help? And, you know, number five is really similar to this. It's in the same kind of vein as this, but isolating yourself when things get hard, shutting down, withdrawing. You isolate yourself from other people going through this, from a community. You isolate yourself from, you know, I've seen people in my own coaching programs do this, stop showing up to calls and I have to reach out to them and say, hey, what's going on? And then they finally tell me what's going on. And I'm like, why didn't you just show up to a coaching call? Like we could have worked through this two weeks ago. Like, where have you been? Right? So if your tendency is to withdraw, to shut down, to isolate, I challenge you to challenge that. That is, it's not going to help you. It is 100% self-sabotage to isolate and to withdraw when things are tough. This is precisely the amount of, this is precisely the time where you want to lean in and ask for help or find a community of other people who are going through the same challenges as you or trying to do the same thing as you. Because isolating yourself when things are tough helps no one. It doesn't help you at all. And other people can't even help you because they don't even know that there's a problem. They might just think you're busy, right? So, If your tendency is to withdraw and to isolate, I really think you need to challenge that because it is the absolute opposite of helpful. It is 100% self-sabotage. Do not let yourself do that. Force yourself to show up. Force yourself to ask for help because if you don't do that, you're never going to get what you want. If you just isolate and withdraw every single time something really difficult pops up, you're not going to get help right? Like there are people out there who are happy to help you. And so what we need to do is when things get hard, just lean in, ask for help, get a community. Don't just do things on, just don't just do it by yourself and isolate. It's, it is the opposite of helpful. So now that we've talked about some of the biggest self-sabotage behaviors, um, I want to talk about why we do this, right? Like why would we do this to ourselves? And My hypothesis is that it gives us an out. It's not my fault, right? I couldn't, I couldn't move abroad because of the recession, uh, because of inflation, the war in Russia, you know, um, I couldn't land the job. It's not me. It's not my fault, right? It's not my fault. I couldn't move abroad. Um, I can't move abroad because I have kids, because I have pets, because there are, there's no such thing as a fully remote worldwide job that everyone's making that up. Um, because of healthcare and I, I have a medical condition or because I'm not rich. You know, if you think back to episode five, way, way back, I talked about some of the biggest excuses that we have around moving. Our brains love to latch on to any excuse, right? Uh, because then it's the excuse's fault. It's not my fault. 
I'm not, you know, I'm not a coward and giving up on my dreams. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's inflation's fault. And that's why, or I'm just not rich like these other people or all these other people who move abroad, you know, they don't have pets or they don't have kids. So that's why they can do it. And I can't, it gives you an excuse, not only for other people, but more importantly for yourself. So you don't have to feel bad because you didn't fail. It's not your fault. It's something else's fault, right? You know? The, it's the, you know, it's not safe to move abroad right now with, with the war with Russia and Ukraine. Like whatever it is, we just latch onto it. We just decide. And then we use that as an excuse not to do it. And this brings me back to our recent episode about the comfort zone and how our brains love to keep us trapped in our comfort zone by keeping us safe. This, these excuses, it's the same thing. The excuses give us an excuse to stay in our comfort zone where we, we feel safe, but we might not actually be happy or fulfilled, but we feel safe and comfy there, right? And so we just latch onto these excuses as a reason for why we can't have what we want so we don't have to feel bad. And this is why a community or a coach is so important because when you find yourself self-sabotaging, reach out. Surround yourself with people who get it and support you and people who can show you that it's possible. And now we have a bunch of different opportunities for both, right? Like if you if you're looking for a community, you can join our Move Abroad Crash Course, which breaks down, you know, the basics of moving abroad, like the basics of what you need to know. Plus, you have lifetime access to a Facebook group which is a community full of people who also want to move abroad, who are also working towards moving abroad that you can connect with. You can ask for advice from, you can surround yourself with these other people going after their dreams. So you're less likely to latch onto excuses and not go, you know, and if you need some more intensive coaching, we do have private coaching options as well. So you can have your own personal move abroad coach to help you work through the process and help nip these excuses in the bud. And, you know, if you're having roadblocks or you're finding yourself sapped, self-sabotaging, like you can get help from your own personal move abroad coach. But whether you go it alone, whether you work with us, just promise me that you're going to identify these self-sabotaging behaviors in yourself and nip those in the bud and, and, and catch yourself in the act. And the, this episode, I only dove into five, but let's be real. There are plenty more. These are just the five most common that I see. So if you find yourself doing one of these five or doing anything else that you think of as self-sabotage, um, I actually, I want you to think after this episode, like, you know, after the episode, put the phone down or wherever you're listening, um, step away from the computer and, and think, what are some of my biggest self-sabotage moves that are going to keep me from actually relocating and, and living abroad, right? Like, what are some of the biggest things that I might do that are self-sabotage? Or which of these five, at least, are popping up for me the most? And then as you do them, I want you to catch yourself in the act. I want you to stop yourself as you isolate and withdraw. I want you to stop yourself right before you say yes to that recruiter. I want you to stop yourself right before you confide your fears in somebody who doesn't get it. And pause and say, why am I doing this? Do I need to do this right now? Because catching yourself in the act is the best way to stop yourself from self-sabotaging, or at least catch yourself after the fact and be like, ooh, I shouldn't have said yes to that recruiter. I'm going to email them back tomorrow and let them know that actually I'm not interested. Or, ugh, I shouldn't have applied for that job. I'm not going to do that again. Or, oh, that was me, you know, isolating, not showing up to a call. 
okay, next time I'm going to show up and I'm going to ask for help in the Facebook group right now. Like whatever it is, right? Um, catch yourself in the act or right after the fact and say, okay, that was self-sabotage. Let's not do that. That's all we have to do. We don't need to beat ourselves up. We don't need to feel bad about it. Everybody self-sabotages. It is like a natural human behavior. But I want you to have this. I want you to achieve your dreams of living abroad. I want you to create this dream life overseas for yourself. I want you to have everything that it is that you want. I don't want you to self-sabotage. I want you to have this. That's why, that's literally why I made this my full-time job. That's why I'm here right now. That's why I'm recording this podcast episode. So if this is something that you really want, stop yourself before you sabotage or stop yourself right after and say, why am I doing this? And, uh, and yeah, then we can, we can finally make it happen. I don't want you to sabotage on your dreams. I want you to actually have this. Okay. So thank you so much for joining me on this mindset check-in today. And I will see you in, uh, I'll see you next Tuesday in the next episode. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Move Abroad Coach podcast. If you're loving what you're learning here, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode or follow Move Abroad Coach on Instagram to keep in touch. And finally, if you're ready to get started on this Move Abroad adventure, head on over to moveabroadcourse.com to join our Move Abroad Crash Course, which will walk you step-by-step through the entire Move Abroad process. See you next week.